0: Hi, this is Dr. Scott Hahn, and you're listening to Joseph Warren with Broken Catholic. You're going to enjoy everything you hear. This is Broken Catholic. So Broken Catholic, we speak about mostly witness talks. You know, what has God done in your life? Right? How has he come in and rocked your world? Maybe turned it upside down. We'll give you some crosses in your fatherhood. Right? That are...
1: Well, yes, that that was linked to my writing where... 2015 and 2014 2015 we had everything thrown at us abuse at daycare with our son we had to pull him out it led to the fruit of finding another daycare provider that was very good and uh served us well for three years until her retirement um my daughter had like 10 year infections in a span of like two months. First of three surgeries she's had to do. We had a miscarriage. Hmm. Uh, heard uh, her, the heartbeat of Jeremiah, and then four hours later he passed. Hmm. Um that was probably the most uh horrifying experience I went through. But because of everything else, um, I went through that particular year. I didn't have time in that. Moment to actually because it was in the middle of the year, it was like November, was the middle of the school year. So I was still dealing with the new jobs. My wife was having a new job, then we had the the ear infections going on. Um, I've been a cradle calf my life. Um, and I like I didn't doubt God's existence, but I did go through that whole year was like no consolation at all mm-hmm. like complete abandonment um
0: tell us about that
1: it, it felt like numb I, I i liken it to snake bite like where the venom like slowly you get bit that event you know hit me but i didn't feel the actual emotions of going through the miscarriage until like months later my wife it it obviously it hit her very quick. because She directly experienced it for like her. She was like in that distress already. But for me, it was like a snake bite where, you know, it took months to actually like the venom to reach my heart and to make me feel everything. Like, cause I felt numbness, but I guess that's a sense. That's really an absence of feeling. And then I just felt no consolation from God. I mean, there are glimpses of it. Like Matt Mars' song, Deliverer, was like, I broke down in tears for that. That was powerful. Um, you know, and so, and I've written a little bit about how his music has helped me directly. St. Teresa of Avila, her writings helped me too and and then i I learned that like time is like a sacrament where it's a sign of God's grace. It's not in a you know one of the official seven sacraments, but it, it it's a sacrament where it transformed my suffering from meaninglessness to purposeful enjoy it was weird. I called it joyful suffering where I wouldn't change because we had a rainbow baby in two thousand. 15. So I wouldn't change rainbow baby, like a baby that's immediately conceived after a miscarriage. Okay. That's what the term is. Um, I just remember in June or I think it's middle of June. I told my wife, I just want something good to happen in my life. And obviously looking back at that, it's like, yeah, I have so many good things. I had my wife, I had my other two kids, but in the suffering, I saw no other, what I think I was telling God is I want I want a baby to help me get over this loss. And you never truly, you never fully get over that loss, but it, it helped transform it from horrific suffering to joyful suffering. Which is, a, I mean, it's a paradise. <clears throat> it, you know, it doesn't make um, sense in that moment. And I didn't, you know, I didn't realize the signpost God was laying out for me later in life. And it's, you know, he does things in in foreshadowings. In the Old Testament and New Testament, he's done that. And in our lives, I believe he does. He has prefigurements or shadows of a reality that's greater in our own personal life, too. Um, And it's fully, you know, obviously, these are shadows of these type of foreshadowings they're they're like little compared to the big foreshadowings that happen in the bible but even within you know old testament figures of the bible they went through similar things like abraham he had to trust that he had to move as like an old man normally people don't move you know that distance that dramatically unless they're younger in their age. So something simple like moving and traveling, you know, upending your whole way of life as, as someone that late in life. And I got that that suffering allowed me to just see things differently, you know, see that there is purpose. I mean, I was I believed in God always. I always went to mass, I still do. I never stopped going to mass, but there were times where I was like, I felt what's the point? From an emotional standpoint, I was like, what is the point? But I can cont- and I knew from a logical standpoint and from my faith perspective, like I've got to, like, this is what truth is, but I just don't feel it. And then over the time, like that first miscarriage, that was the first like thing that formed me into where I'm at now. And then three years after that, we had another miscarriage in 2017, December. The benefit of that one was I already experienced something like it, but it still was very traumatic. I had the benefit where I, from an emotional standpoint, I did, I was in a better place from understanding like God had me, but I still was very angry. I still was unsure. Like there's still periods where I felt abandonment. And then uh so at the time we had three three kids that were born, then we had the miscarriage, and then in 2018, May, on Mother's Day, we were pregnant. Well, we were pregnant for a couple weeks, but all signs were pointing to another miscarriage on Mother's Day of all days. Mm. And so we had my first thought was like, because my mom said oh, what do we do? What do I do? I'm like, we gotta do anointing of the sick. And then I said, I said, and then I I I uh I just remember thinking, I don't know if I said this out loud or I thought it, but I, I pondered this and I was like, if we do anointing of the sick and we still have a miscarriage, I can be at peace because we've done literally everything. And it's not our, I did everything in my power, which was presenting our child to the church and wife to the church and having all the means to, you know, the Anointing of the sick is a powerful sacrament one i didn't really realize how powerful it is it's very overlooked you know most people think you can just receive it once you can receive it many times if as you need it hopefully you only have to receive it once but it's it's a very underrated sacrament you know obviously the eucharist is the most important and confession is very important but like anointing of the sick is is just so powerful at least in our situation
0: so matthew how'd you come out of that situation right um because you went through a lot of suffering then a repeated uh suffering right very similar to the first but this time you had been through it one time so it was probably a little more cushioned or softer to go through it Uh, but when you feel god far away and you, you feel abandoned as his son, yet in your head and in your heart, you know he hasn't left, right? You read all the stories in the Bible, you know you're not that unique where he's gonna abandon you but not everyone else, right? Like, and, and you get it, like you know it in your heart, but your life is still painful and he's not showing up, sometimes in any way that you can see and he's not speaking with you You're not hearing from him in your prayer life. Like, how did you get out of that, brother? Or did you get out of that?
1: Well, from a day-to-day perspective, I don't think I've ever gotten out of it. Um, I still struggle with anxiety and depression. I have my whole life. But from the macro level, from like big things that, like from, you know, worrying about finances or like, other miscarriages or other like major life things like having to get a new car if it was broken or um things that that come up with the house it's like oh man this has to be fixed um i'm not worried because i realized i mean initially i have like some angst with it but then i am think and i tell my wife this i'm like god saved us from those circumstances he got us out so like That's the lowest it could go, and like if we can survive that, we can survive. And like I lost my grandpa in the beginning of 2018. I mean, he was older, so I mean, I knew it was time. But so I already experienced a couple losses before, and then that led up. You know, I don't know if that was one reason of many that you know maybe is prepped me for the loss of my grandpa. I don't know, but. Um, I've already lost my grandpa. My grandma's 97. So I know I only have a few more years with her just, you know, just because of numbers. Um, but the thing is I've, I've kind of used that as like be more intentional. I know I only have a few more, few more times with her. So I want to be more intentional about visiting her, bringing my kids to see her, you know, when I, when I hug my grandpa or grandma, I want to, you know, there's just a different feel to it, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's limited
0: time. Could Um, be the last time, right? Could be the last time.
1: Could be the last time. And then, um, so, but I I would not have had that sense or under full understanding if I didn't go through that other, um, other suffering preceding that. And I just remember like with my grandpa, I held his hand and I just, there was just a peaceful moment where I just held his hand. It wasn't that long, but I could tell like, it was very, it was peaceful, but all, I mean, sad too, but it was, it was peaceful. Um, yeah. But I was trying to be present in that moment. And, you know, I think it was God's grace helping
0: me in that moment. BC uh, nation. With- we're speaking with uh, Matthew. Matthew, how do you say your last name? <clears throat> Shaquin. Shaquin. I would have messed that up. Uh, no, that's it's okay. It's a tough yeah. name. So we're speaking with Matthew Shaquin and uh you know we're talking about loss, we're talking about grieving. We're talking about uh, some anxiety and depression, but mostly what we're speaking about today that I know you resonate with is feeling abandonment um with God in your situation sometimes. And where is he? And how come he's not coming to your aid? How come he's not pulling you out of the quicksand quicksand that you feel you're in right now? How come he's not moving fast enough? And then we're reminded, right? And Matthew's reminding us that it's in those times, it's critical, critical that we look back on previous situations in our life and witness and remind ourselves of God's faithfulness how he showed up for us in the past, how he got us through those hardships, those trials, those sufferings. That's why you're still here today. And to look back on it and to realize that he is faithful, that is who he is, it's part of his identity, and that we can count on him. And even though we forget his faithfulness, just like right, uh, the Jews did, right? And in the Bible, like. He doesn't change. Our situations change. Our feelings are constantly changing and volatile, but God is steadfast. He doesn't change. And the other thing that doesn't change is you are loved by him. You are loved by him. He is your father and he is faithful, right? Those are the three things you can count on. You are loved by God. He is your father and he is faithful. And if you just cling to those three, those three things in your deepest suffering, you will come through it. This time will pass, right? All right, Matthew, what do you want to say to my listener right now who's deep in that desolation? Like what what advice do you have for them?
1: <clears throat> um, it's okay to be angry with God. It's okay to question his goodness, because I, I went through that too. And um, a large portion of the Psalms that David wrote were Psalms of crying out. You know, he has lots of Psalms of praise, um, but he did go through periods where he was, you know, struggling with his faith, you know, um, and sometimes. That's where the growth is. It's in that crying out to God because it's still prayer. You, you're you're acknowledging God's existence because otherwise you wouldn't, you know. And in hindsight, you know those cries of lament, you know, despair. Those like those were purposeful. Like God allowed me to have that feeling to be angry at Him as a father. He allowed, he freely allowed, and accepted that, that cry for me, um, and, and and until you actually acknowledge that, you, you can't move past the next step, which is then trying to find some meaning in it and looking for God's signs. Um, I then, after I went out on the other side of my suffering, I, you know, I continually went to mass. I continually. You know, participate in the sacraments and and read, and, and you know, uh, continue to read about the saint lives. Even though I wasn't necessarily feeling like doing that in the present moment, but I came across um, a couple prayers that were that I find have been very uh, helpful. They stabilized me. The Jesus prayer um, is one of them, where it's. Jesus Christ, have mercy on me, a sinner. Um, it's one that you can pray throughout the day. Um, I think in some traditions, like it's 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 um, it's tradition to pray like 150 times throughout the day. Um, but this is something that you could recite when you're driving, when you're just laying in bed, when you're doing chores. Um, another prayer that helped me is the St. Teresa of Apple prayer where it recognizes God as you. Um, It's just a very comforting prayer. Um, There's a line where it says God never changes. Patience obtains everything is another line, which uh, that line i realized has so much power just because if you wait god allows you to grow in the waiting kind of like a seed he used a lot of plant analogies in the bible because plants are you know still around after 2000 years and the thing about plants is it takes time to grow and it's it can be very frustrating especially if you're excited to plant you know plant the seeds and you want to see the growth of your flower or your shrub or your tree, but it takes a long time to do that. And, um, the Teresa of Alvoper really help is a good reminder that I found.
0: Um, that's useful. and I've learned. Yeah, that's definitely useful. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, sometimes we are the plant, right? We're the seedling and, uh, God plants us somewhere, right? <laughs> and we're craving the sunlight we're craving the fresh air we're craving the water Uh, but we're under the dirt (laughs) we're in the darkness kind of like in the tomb right Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and we're buried and sometimes we feel the crushing weight on top of us and waiting you know to break through Uh, into that that sunlight and fresh air is, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel exhausting. It can feel, uh, you know, just so difficult, so difficult. BC Nation, I'm going to take this moment just to share with you. um, Some of you wrote to me, uh, and I haven't got back to you. Um, And some of you wrote to me and said, hey, Joseph, we noticed uh, you've been doing a lot of uh, replays on these episodes of Broken Catholic uh, for quite some time now and just wanted to ask, is everything okay in your life, personally? And I just want to say thank you, like, thank you for your thoughtfulness. Uh, And the simple answer is no, everything is not okay in my life. I'm going through exactly what we're talking about right now. I'm deep in it. And, uh, you know, things were going well for a while. And I have the blessings of an amazing wife and three beautiful children. And then God allowed kind of like a lot experience. It took my health, right? Car accident, five herniated discs, six hours of PT every week. Couldn't lift my children. The pain was exhausting. Migraine headaches lasting up to 72 hours. Debilitating. Couldn't even work. Laying in bed six, seven hours during the day, some days. And I used to feel invincible in my body and took pride in that. That competitive edge. And God took it from me. And although things have gotten better in that area, I stopped uh, curling up to the pain. I started attacking the pain and just leaning in and getting mentally tough. And that's helped dramatically. And then God started taking my money. (laughs) And as men, we don't like that. As fathers and husbands, providers, a lot of us place our identity in our income. And our career success and god started to take it from me and there was nothing i could do to stop it i mean i'm a pretty sharp guy i'm very successful in business i've run seven figure businesses built from the ground up mid six figure businesses multiple times like i know what to do <laughs> but what do you do when you do what you know to do and it doesn't work and nothing works and everything you try is fruitless. And every door you open slams closed. What do you do? So I'm deep in it. I want you to know that. And I just want to thank you for your thoughtfulness. God had me buy a radio station last year. A Catholic radio station. I didn't want to buy that. And it wasn't a good time financially to buy that. And since day one, for over a year now, that thing is just burning thousands of dollars every single month for my personal account. And God has not funded it. And it's playing 24-7, right? Putting out good Christian content. We partnered with EWTN, largest Catholic media provider in the world. And we play their content 24-7 here in Tampa, Florida which was not available before in this market. And I know God wanted me to do it. He confirmed by the radio station. I tried to get out of it three times and he confirmed it three different times. So I finally said yes and did it. And then he went quiet for over a year and hasn't provided. Why? Does that make me angry? You better believe that effing makes me angry. As a son, I feel like I've been set up you know what I'm saying, Matthew? I feel like a bit set up. Yes. You've been there. So I just want to be real with you, BC Nation, as real as humanly possible, because that's what we do here on this show. We talk about where is God when your life gets messy? Right? It's not about the mountaintop moments, those are few and far between, just like, you know, King David. And we praise him and we glorify him. We're so grateful to him. But most of our life, it's like the 80-20 rule. 80% of our life looks like valleys. Looks like pits. You fall into a pit. You get thrown into a pit. You get pushed into a pit. I know this year financially, we just recognized the spirit that's been attacking my family. It's the spirit of theft. The spirit of theft. I didn't even know that one was an, had a name. But people have been stealing from us, right, financially. And uh, these are good people. Some of them Christians. And then they got on hard times, and then they felt their only option was to steal, which is very unfortunate. And I've forgiven them. But the money's gone. The medical bills are gone through the roof. Right? And it's just like God took my money. God took my health, praise, praise God that he hasn't taken my family. And that's my one consolation right now. So whatever you're going through one, you're not alone. You're not alone. You can't use that excuse. Matthew's going through crap. He's been going through it. I'm going through mess. I just shared it all with you. I got honest. I got real vulnerable. That's not weakness. That's effing strength. We don't play the victim. We don't stay down. We constantly get back up and try and try and try again, no matter how futile it feels. We're not victims. We don't just live in excuses. That's not what God calls us to do. Get back up and put our trust back in him, even though the last 350 or 65 days It hasn't worked. Nothing came out of it. And you feel exhausted. So what? What's your alternative? Curl up and give up? You got people counting on you. We can't do that, can we? So God is growing us. Matthew, thank you for opening this conversation.
1: Yep, you're welcome. So, and sorry to hear about, you know, that I can't imagine, you know, all that you've gone through, you know, um, and it's okay, you know, it's okay to be angry with God. Um, because when you, there's prayers of lament, I mean, there's a whole book of lamentations in the Bible, like the, the, the Israelites, they suffered, you know, so many years now, granted you know,
0: but they turned away from they, God right they, they turned w- away they from worship God. they worshiped yes. idols. What do you do when yeah. you're you're faithful to God but you don't feel he's acting faithful back right? Oh yeah and and
1: I mean job is uh, in his example in the Bible where we could look to for that where everything was taken from him, his wealth, his family and then he was ridiculed by his friends. For still believing in God. Um, But it's. I found only through the sacrament of time. Where. You get on the other side. Because in the moment. It's very tough. Like. I. The only people that I. I think I would have listened to. were, Were saints. You know. Doctors of the church. You know, Teresa of Abel's words had impact on me because she was a saint in heaven. She wasn't, she wasn't, um, she wasn't on this side, you know. Um, and, you know, it's very, I mean, it's a very, uh, I mean, persistence is key and and prayer, but it's very tough when you're going through it in the thick of it. You know, especially because you don't know what's on the other side yet.
0: The sacrament of time. I've been going through this for over four years. Just to be clear with everyone, I didn't that, know. I, that's... I didn't know I had this much patience. And honestly, I didn't have this much patience. It's God's expanded it. like the fish in two loaves. I'm like, God, I have this much patience. I have a very short fuse. Here you go. (laughs) And he multiplied it, right? For over four years now of just a lot of hardship, trials, suffering, staying afloat, staying afloat. Not thriving, surviving. Like a lot of it's been that. I could be honest about Mm it. And it's like, it's not just that, like, there's an impending timeline doom, an impending doom timeline ahead. Like, God, if you don't turn this around, like we need a miracle. And if you don't do it around, turn it around in X amount of time, like we're going under. What do you want from me? What more can I do? Where have I not been faithful? Where have I not said yes to you? Show me. Can you show me one request that you have asked for me where I have not given it to you, surrendered to you? everything so all i have left is you because i've given everything to you right and that's probably exactly where god wants me wants you wants us fully dependent on him and if you're as prideful as me It could get real messy for God to get your attention. And maybe it's taken over four years because the size of my pride, huh? I don't know. That's a thought. All right. So Matthew. This is like confession here, bro. Let's go, man, for all the Catholics, for all you Protestants. Like, you know what it's like. You know it's like you're in your own stuff. So, what are you going to choose? Sometimes you can't control your your situation, but we can always control the decisions we make. Are you going to choose to trust God one more day? Just one more day. I can't trust you two more days. Can't think that far ahead. But Lord, one more day. I'm going to trust you today. Today. And just stack those days. Stack those days until God delivers you. And we know he will. He's faithful. You see all the examples in the Bible. We're gonna wrap up this conversation here, Matthew. So Matthew is a left-handed cradle Catholic who enjoys reading everything Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, Chesterton, and is also an avid comic book fan. We won't hold it against him. He is married to his <laughs> wife, Jennifer, and has four children. He spoke about them today. You could discover more of his Catholic content by visiting thesimplecatholic.blog. thesimplecatholic.blog. So Matthew I'm going to ask you uh we're going to take you through my favorite part of the show the confession round what is your favorite thing about God Everything I mean what um, is your favorite thing
1: Favorite thing His planning like he plans uh just ever his plan about how he's orchestrated everything, like in the Bible, you know how he's how he shows, you know, the types or the the foreshadowings that uh, you know are fulfilled. You know he he gave us so many examples of Christ like figures, and he fulfilled them in Jesus and how he even little details um, in our lives. He he gives us so many signposts and um it's just it's it's awesome to think about how how intricately he plans the universe but also our individual lives
0: what's your least favorite thing shorter answer
1: we won't know everything it's so annoying there'll be there'll be so many questions even when we get to heaven we won't we we won't we'll lose that desire to want to know some things about him. We just want to be in his presence.
0: Yeah. It won't even matter at that point. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life. It's just part of the human condition. What are you currently uh what's your biggest challenge right now, either personally or professionally?
1: Struggling with doubt with this uh publication I'm working on. Um getting a lot of objections when it comes to um business owners just not seeing the value in this magazine, Catholic magazine I'm looking to start in my city. Um, and then, and then I, then I start to get doubt as to, you know, is this something that I should be doing? Um, so kind of going through that amidst that type of cycle of doubt right now.
0: Yeah, for sure. What are you most afraid of?
1: Failing just Failing, I guess the unknown too, but like with this, in at least in this moment, like if this publication fails, you know, and my wife has, you know, an upcoming ankle surgery, and so there's going to be some more medical bills that are piling up. Um, I quit, you know, or limited my hours at my other job, um, and just the fear of this fails and then I have to go back to that other job that I have been wanting to, to <laughs> leave for so long, you know, just, yeah. and, and maybe it's because of the pride where it's like, I, you know, I don't want to go back. Yep. You know, that's, I guess that's probably the fear having to go back and increase my hours, which then will, because we're trying, we're, we're, trying to eat healthier. We're, I get we're, it, bro. Uh, and we're, you know, we're trying to, you know, be be more uh, diligent about our health and mm-hmm. and having, yeah. So this current schedule, I'm hoping to that this can be a, a way to get towards that. But you know, if this publication doesn't work, um, that's my, my fear is if it doesn't work. I know yeah. that. Got it. You know. Good. Yeah.
0: Good. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year?
1: Probably checking ESPN (laughs) and checking, um, uh, looking up like random basketball players and what their like stats were and, yeah, what their team history was and,
0: uh, yeah. Same with football. But You're going to look back. Once you're in heaven, you're going to look back on that time and be like, what was I doing? So much yeah. time I wasted. What secret fear do you have about people? Oh, could you repeat that question? What secret fear do you have about people?
1: That those that I trust the most, um, friendship-wise and also friends and our close confidants at work are, are ones that would talk behind my back.
0: Yeah, got that. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? That he provides for you. Yeah. And we'll just wrap up with this one. Uh, If you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about God and relationship with him. What would you say to them? Love him now. Love him now. All right. BC Nation, if you enjoyed this episode, go to uh, Apple Podcast and uh, write a re- honest review. How did Matthew do? Did he provide value? Did he open up your heart just a little bit? If at the very least, he made you not feel alone in your suffering because we all struggle the same. Then he contributed to your life. Go write an honest review. Do that now. Use your thumbs. Go ahead. Click on your phone. And uh, if we like what we what you write, uh, we may give you a shout out live on the show. And uh, Matthew, what is the best way for BC Nation to get in touch with you if they so choose? We'll find out more.
1: Uh, they could follow me on Instagram at the Simple Catholic. Um, and, and message me there. Otherwise, my email is my last name dot my first name, Matt at live dot com. I could.
0: Cool. And then but what's the website in, again?
1: The simple Catholic dot blog. I have a contact page there if you have any questions. Um, my email is also on that that contact page, too. Awesome.
0: Matthew, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? If any of these you connect with, then, Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready. Again, if you don't wanna talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you wanna permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.